Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit ViralGrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. In the digital space, we can make that experience even easier for consumers by having a recipe on a recipe website where they can then add all those things to basket. And oh, by the way, here's an easy beer pairing solution for you when you're serving that meal. So it's nice to be able to use the digital space to make those experiences more convenient for the shopper. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofsetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. So Sarah, we're midway through summer and I want to know what you're... Stop, stop I understand like that's like an optimism, pessimism kind of thing, but like halfway through summer means we're almost at the end. And that makes me very sad. Well, I hope you're having a great summer. But- I'm having a lovely summer. I'm just, but fine. Go as you were. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. So my question is, you know, this summer, there's more retailers and marketplaces to buy your booze online than ever before. I feel like every week we're seeing a trade headline of another company getting like $150 million to try to infiltrate this market. Latest headline being Joker, where you can get local groceries within 15 minutes in a city like New York. What's been your app of choice this summer to get your booze delivered? (laughs) The truth is my app of choice completely varies um, depending on what state I'm in. (laughs) The nice thing about this summer is you can travel and then that like makes your head explode with all the different liquor laws per state of what you actually can get on like a drizzly or a mini bar. But yeah, the jokers and the gorillas of the world. I mean, it's really fascinating to see both the evolution of this, but I almost feel like we're getting into this whole like web fan of 2000 mm-hmm. kind of model to say like, okay, who's going to be left standing at the end. And I think brands are in a really, really difficult position to try to figure out who to place their bets on. Cause it could be the more established guys. Well, it's funny to call like a drizzly a more established guy, but it could be the more established ones, or it could be just somebody who builds a better mousetrap. 
Yeah. Or you just are in a position where you have to focus on the basics because you can't even fulfill your Amazon orders right now. Truth. What I think is so interesting when we were talking with Carolyn, which I can't wait to bring her onto the show, is that e-com penetration right now in categories like beer is is really e-grocery penetration. Makes sense, especially with more at-home eating occasions, even with people going back to work and even with people going back to school you still have more meal times at home than you did before. And so there's been such a focus on the conversation around what does that mean for the food industry? But what does that mean for beer and spirits? I think Carolyn's got a really interesting perspective on how AB InBev plays in that mealtime pairing. Yeah, it's really all about understanding your consumer deeply, figuring out what in the world they're putting in their basket that is complementary to the product that you're trying to sell. Yeah, not to give away too much, but when she started talking about like seltzer and Cinco de Mayo and I was like, no, 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 that's not the way it works. It's like, wait, what I might've thought as a particular type of ritual for a particular type of event may not necessarily be the case and may not necessarily be the tastiest. They're bringing like great R&B and knowledge of the consumer to really take the greatest chance of share by really understanding both the consumer, but also understanding the dynamics of all those retailers. Yeah, and she just kept coming back to the word basket. And I think basket level data for companies like AB InBev are going to allow them to not only figure out R&D, but also just arbitrage around e-com conversion rates. So with that, let's bring Carolyn onto the show. Carolyn, you must've been the most popular person at AB over the last year. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of emails flowing in in March 2020, new people wanting to learn about e-commerce in our company, what we did and what our team was all about. And our team was able to grow in a pretty big way last year. So it was exciting. It's been amazing to watch, you know, but even beyond the channel disruption, which of course we'll get into on the show, AB as a company really went on the offense to just transform overall marketing during this time. And we read a lot in the trades around ideas for good, where the internal teams were pitching to, I guess, leadership about what you felt communities and customers need during the pandemic. What was that experience like internally? Yeah, it was very empowering for the company to let every person ideate on ways to help and give back to our communities during that time of a lot of uncertainty. And it was really a rally cry and created a strong sense of community among different teams and even cross-functional groups. And it allowed us to really demonstrate our true culture of ownership as a company. That's one of our 10 principles. I love this idea of ownership because there's high-performing cultures. You look at AB, you look at Netflix, you look at Amazon. I feel like that's part of their core company values as well with employees. Yeah, definitely. And it really empowers people to bring their own ideas to the table. And so what happened for like you leading the e-com team when it came to this challenge? One example of an e-commerce initiative we created was to figure out how we could help kind of struggling bars and restaurants, right? Bars and restaurants aren't typically the e-commerce channel you think of when you think of beer. But what we did was we decided to create kind of how-to guides for restaurants to help them get set up on delivery apps, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Postmates, those types of apps. 
So we created and showcased for them how to sign up, how to position beer on the menu in particular, because that's a high margin item for them. We advised them on assortment. And this was also an example of a cross-department collaboration because we actually partnered with the Bud Light team who created a platform called Open for Takeout, um, which was an initiative that drew attention, you know, leveraging our biggest brand, Bud Light, drawing attention to the ability to order carryout from local restaurants and bring them business during this time when they were really struggling. Do you look at the evolution of empowering the restaurants for whether that's last mile delivery or click and collect? How do you see this e-commerce thing evolving for you guys? Because I know you're, you're saying this is a big bet and I completely agree. Obviously, we're in this industry for a reason. Do you think it's going to be coming more from click and collect? Do you think it's going to be coming through the restaurants? Like, Where do you see this evolving? Where are the big areas of opportunity? Because particularly in beer, beer was like among the slower adoption in e-commerce, largely because you want your beer cold. But you probably know a little more about this than I do. So take us through where things are going. Right now, it's definitely leaning more towards the click and collect and you know the marketplace model, like an Instacart or a Drizzly. Then you have you know your Walmart and Kroger and other major grocery retailers who have either their own proprietary websites or they're partnering with the variety of different kind of white label sites that can help them get up and running. It's definitely leaning that direction. And I think that the market is going to continue to be more in kind of that grocery space. But you know, with bars and restaurants more and more having the ability to offer alcohol to be sold together with carryout food or delivery food, we're definitely trying to encourage them to use that as a category that can help build baskets. So, you know, one of the biggest drivers for us is as far as creating content is really making sure that we're driving awareness that you can buy beer online. It's not something that a lot of people know you can do. It's something that is a little bit more complicated. People think, oh, if I'm doing this, it must be illegal or something like that. But you know, it's not. You can order beer online. You can order it for delivery in most states. I'll caveat that by saying in most states, it is legal to do that, not in every single state. But that's also the beauty of the US is that you know we have different opportunities across different states. So we're trying to market and create our messaging and tailor our messaging to both consumers that already know. And so in those cases, we tailor our messaging more towards what brands might be the right for that person. Whereas for people that might not have that awareness yet, we want to target them with ads with various different brands within our portfolio to figure out what it is they're looking for in that occasion that they're shopping for. Do you have a sense of where there's the lowest awareness in this country right now around buying beer online? I will flip that and I'll say the awareness is definitely the highest in the major urban centers, you know, in your New York, Chicago, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see more awareness in kind of the other major cities that are outside those major, major urban centers. So you see it popping up in like Dallas, St. Louis, other kind of large cities, but not those like top five cities. Mm -hmm. And in other cities across the country, the awareness is getting higher, but we're also reliant on the likes of grocery retailers and other retailers, even independent stores to help people gain that awareness. And last year, for example, we just straight up created a website called buybeeronline.com so that when people were searching on Google, you know, that has pretty good SEO <laughs> when you think about it. So as people started to search, we gained a lot of traction and it's just an online product locator. People can go on and say, hey, I want to buy beer online. It features our products prominently, but at the same time, it's once you learn where you can buy Bud Light, you can buy a variety of other brands, you know, at that store as well. Also brands that you guys own, obviously. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Within that though, you kind of referenced SEO because you have such limitations from an advertising perspective, figuring out those workarounds is a real is a real challenge in order to be able because you're trying to gain awareness about a purchasing mechanism and also drive awareness for your brands and your products. So you've got like a double hurdle because you can't just buy your way into it through advertising and you can't buy your way into it like the way you would have bought an end cap in a grocer. So you guys have to be pretty crafty on get it crafty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We also can't pay to play in store either. So we can't actually buy those end caps that a lot of brands can buy, right? So what we did many, many years ago in working with retailers was getting them to understand beer as a basket driver and why it was important to create, you know, what we like to call points of interruption within the store, which would be a display in the meat and cheese section, a display of beer. So someone's thinking, oh, I'm creating a meal. What kind of beer can I pair with that? We have to do the same thing in the online space, create those points of interruption because because of the online marketplace model, there are areas in which we can kind of invest strategically in marketplaces like an Instacart or Drizzly, you know, Minibar, Shipped, places like that, where we can invest to strategically place our products and drive that awareness. Because of the tier system. Yeah. So th- those are compliant places for us to invest. On most retailers' websites, we cannot directly invest with the retailer, but there are, of course, third-party platforms you know, that have come into the forefront that we um, are strategically investing in. We talked about points of interruption. In terms of points of disruption, obviously, Spike Seltzer has been booming for the last few years, and it's a growing part of AB's P&L. Just curious how you think about an e-com strategy for Spike Seltzer versus beer or even other forms of, of ready-to-drink canned products. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you guys and your listeners like to know? <laughs> that's the that's million or really billion dollar question right now is how to activate with seltzers. But it's no secret that they're absolutely on fire. And of course, it's something we're super focused on. We do have a very broad portfolio of seltzer brands. That is one of our strategies is to make sure that we have an offering for lots of different types of people. We have our mainstream with Bud Light Seltzer, Bud Light Lemonade Seltzer. We have higher alcohol offerings like Bud Light Platinum Seltzer. We have our lower calorie, low carb, organic, Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Of course, our more unique offering of the Cacti Seltzer that we just launched in partnership with Travis Scott. So you know, we'll keep innovating because we know that consumers are seeking variety and great flavors within the category. And as for our strategy online, you know, it's similar to our strategy in store. It's making sure that our seltzers are visible when and where people are shopping and bringing the right brands in front of different groups of consumers. We know these brands over index online as well. So it's something that in particular, we're very focused on creating shopping occasions where seltzers are relevant. For example, we did big push during this summer for seltzer Fridays. We've also done cross category activations like seltzer and tacos, not necessarily something you might think about with tacos, but putting that in front of the consumer as a grocery focused initiative to try and build that basket. And we can do that, like I mentioned, on different marketplaces. And then we have, of course, a couple of surprise campaigns in the works later on this summer and into fall and holiday. So you guys can keep your eyes peeled for those. Certainly will. Within that, obviously, the seltzer was one of those things where it took off and there were lots of other brands that got into it. What do you see around the corner? I mean, there's definitely the hard beverages category as a whole is blowing up our Cutwater Spirits brand. We're launching a couple of other innovation brands in the space. 
Neutral is another one that's going to be coming out here very soon. So I think it's just people leaning more towards convenience, generally convenience in their shopping habits, convenience in getting things delivered, as well as convenience in terms of having a canned cocktail all ready to go. So I definitely see that as a direction that consumers are moving. But at the same time, it's all very seasonal. So we do see that in the summer, things like canned cocktails, things that are ready to go out to the park on a boat, get in the car and jump and go out for a hike with some friends, things like that tend to be more prominent this summer. And we'll definitely see, I think, more craft brands also innovating in those spaces. But then you get into more of the fall holiday, you see things like the fall seasonals are a huge thing with like pumpkin beers. So we try to embrace those in the online space, just like we would in a retail space and make sure that those are prominently featured when we're doing promotions on site. And then also making sure that we're leaning into really a big thing for us that we find that consumers are finding important. And this really came through during COVID is all around the meals occasion. Meals are such a universal occasion that every family, every individual of every demographic experiences. It's just a matter of how beer and and hard beverages and alcohol fit into those occasions for them. So another kind of emerging trend that I see really is just embracing more that everyday at home meal occasion and how that's going to connect people with our brands. You know, you um, named like six new products that are coming to market (laughs) and both Sarah and I are doing a ton of work right now in the spirit space overall. And one of the things that we've seen across our customers is how challenging it's been to launch new products especially during the pandemic in a sole digital channel because it just lacks brand awareness. So how have you been approaching driving trial around new SKUs, new product lines? A lot of our approach with this is really having to work very closely with some of our e-retailers to build programs that are going to best serve their customers. My team also has done an immense amount of research to understand what are the consumer needs and shopper occasions And how can we bring those new to life or new to world brands to life in the digital space? So that means having impactful brand programs, as well as creating really appealing on-site content, great product images, videos, other rich content so that the shopper can see, learn, get the sense of the feeling and touching and experiencing that brand identity. And in a digital world, we can actually even do that a lot of ways in a more compelling way than just having the shopper in the store or the beer aisle. So I think driving trial is, yes, it's a challenge, but at the same time, we have the opportunity to give consumers more content that they want to see so that they can learn about the brand in that moment. One thing that we found over and over again, and this isn't news to you guys, but that occasion and lifestyle content increases conversion significantly. So as we're putting these new and innovative products out into the world, it's important for us to bring them to life through lifestyle content. So we work with our brands to make sure that they're incorporating that into any assets that they're creating. And then another tactic that we've focused on lately is, again, about those points of interruption that we talked about a little bit before within the digital shopping experience and making sure that our innovation brands are showing up outside of the beer aisle or the digital aisle. And so making sure we're getting you know cross-category placements and associating those products with other things that the shopper is familiar with so that they gain that confidence that, hey, maybe, yeah, this is something that I do want to try. That is one of my favorite things about the evolution of e-commerce is that there's not really a center of store anymore. Mm -hmm. And so what makes sense from your meals versus my meals is really a very personalized decision. I remember a few years ago working on the Stella brand and a big part of what we had been working on was the idea of Stella as a fine dining 
accoutrement and just something that you kind of think about is the right kind of pairing when you're having certain things that you wouldn't necessarily think about. And so digital is that great opportunity to have that kind of inspiration, whereas you might not have thought about that mm-hmm. in another way. Or when you're thinking about, hey, I'm having company over for dinner, I'm thinking about making this particular meal, what else would go with it? You're going to get that inspiration from a digital environment much more so than you would if you're walking up and down the aisle. So I look at it as a great opportunity for brands who really deeply understand their consumer, which is so much in the sweet spot of what AB InBev has always been fantastic at. Yeah, definitely. And in the digital space, we can make that experience even easier for consumers by having a recipe on a recipe website where they can then add all those things to basket. And oh, by the way, here's an easy beer pairing solution for you when you're serving that meal. So it's nice to be able to use the digital space to make those experiences more convenient for the shopper. Before we get to our final question, which is about bravery, I want to ask you a couple of questions about commerce. That's okay. Sure. On a personal note, what is the last thing you bought online? Diapers. Okay. (laughs) I once bought diapers and beer together at a supermarket when my kids were like super, super, super young. And I got such judgy looks. Think about how much more beautiful e-commerce is when you don't have that. (laughs) So it's much more anonymous situation. So, you know, you're not looking at, you know, your pampers and your bud and saying, wow, (laughs) that's one trashy mom right there. (laughs) I would never think that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, especially as my youngest turns 20 next month. (laughs) And your favorite beer? Budweiser. I'm absolutely a Budweiser girl at heart. Grew up in St. Louis and runs in my in my blood. All right, Rachel, over to you for the final. Well, Carolyn, our final question, I'm curious how you're going to answer it, is what's the bravest thing that you've ever done? Yeah, this is a tough one. I think there's a lot of things, but most recently, and perhaps it's a bit of a recency bias, but I think becoming a mom, it's something that nothing in the world can really prepare you for. No book or piece of information that anyone else gives you is really going to prepare you for parenthood better than just doing it. It's the most ridiculous on-the-job training experience that you can get. I would say that's kind of the bravest thing. And it's something that you do kind of alone, but together it really does take a village. So it's been an amazing experience, but life-changing for sure. Well, we appreciate your time. I mean, AB continues to innovate. It really blows my mind. And Carolyn, you're a key leader in making that happen. So thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to talk with you both. And we're working with both of your companies. So look forward to staying connected and and making sure that we uh, do great things together moving forward. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? 
Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of True, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.